This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy. Plus, get access to a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Details at CapitalOne.com. From NPR, it's World Cafe. Hey, I am Kaleo. MC Taylor needed a break. The man behind his golden messenger had just finished up work on 2021's Quietly Blowing It, a period he called exhausting. And he began to think about the constraints he'd been putting on his longtime indie folk band. And he realized he could do whatever he wanted. After all, his golden messenger is his band. So he went down to Sonic Ranch in Texas and made his most autobiographical, upbeat, and happy album. It's called Jump for Joy. Taylor joins me to talk about that much-needed recalibration, trading metaphorical musical postcards with a younger version of himself, and talking about his time as a folklorist collecting stories from musicians in North Carolina. Our session kicks off with an in-studio performance of the song that opens Jump for Joy. 20 years and a nickel. It's His Golden Messenger on World Cafe. Bow down to the mother, mother makes you crazy. 
recorded live. It's his golden messenger, 20 years and a nickel. It's a song that opens the new album, Jump for Joy. Joining me is MC Taylor, who performs as his golden messenger. I'm Kaleo. This is World Cafe. MC, so nice to meet. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me again. Yeah. Um, I, I'd love to jump back to before the album was made. Um, you last came on the show in 2021 for Quietly Blowing It. And after that record, you said things needed to change. Can you talk about the what that needed to change for you? Um, I needed to recalibrate both the way that I was approaching the craft of songwriting for myself. Quietly Blowing It was a very inward looking record. It was very internal. There are a lot of reasons for that, um, not the least of which that, you know, there was a global pandemic raging, but but also, you know, there was many, many years of dealing with uh, depression and anxiety that felt like were catching up to me, like I was having a hard time outrunning those things. I think at that time, it was a complicated record for me to wrap my head around. It was complicated to make. It was complicated to sequence. It was complicated to come up with the artwork. Um, you know, I felt like I was maybe in a bit of a fog. So I stepped into the composition of the songs on Jump for Joy with an intention to create something that I maybe didn't have with Quietly Blowing It. So, you know, from like I said, from the very outset, from just starting, you know, the composition of the very first song, I was telling myself and, and everybody else that I knew was going to be working on the record, I'm going to make a record, I'm going to write a record that, um, that, that feels up, that feels like it's dealing with, with hope in yeah. a different kind of way. I mean, hope has always been a really important element of, of the music, of, of my music, but I wanted to, to wear it in a, in a different way with Jump for Joy. Yeah. Um, how much does the, the, your 2022 side project with uh, Cameron Walston, the uh, Revelator sound system project, which sort of, you know, goes in between the, the two albums, like that was, that was a loose kind of wild record. Was that one of the keys that helped unlocked, you know, sort of doing a more outward facing record, you know, not sort of feeling limited when it came to how you approach songs as the band? Yeah, I mean, that record was was a huge one for me, um, partially because I I had always wanted to make a record like that. I mean, for years, decades, um, there's just a lot of parts of my musical DNA that, um, you know, on his called Messenger Records, at least in the past, it's it sort of been tucked away, you know, so like my love of classic era, era dub reggae or spiritual jazz or um, musics that m maybe ex exist on the fringes a little bit, um, but are a really important part of, of my musical life. That Revelator's sound system record with Cameron was a way that I really like grappled with how to incorporate those important influences into my own record, not to, not to copy that music, but to try to understand how I could articulate those musical loves in my own music in a way that felt genuine and fun and sort of loose, as you said, and kind of like wild. Yeah. 
I want our audience to hear a little bit uh, of what that feeling sounded like on a track called Grieving. It's Revelator Sound System. Here's a bit of it on World Cafe. World Cafe. We're here with MC Taylor of His Golden Messenger. That was his side project in 2022, Revelator's Sound System with Cameron Ralston. Um, and it sort of unlocked a little bit with the new album, Jump for Joy. We've got more about the album to talk about in just a minute, but we want to get to a, a performance, another live performance that uh, you so graciously provided to us. Uh, new Grape is a song we've been playing for quite some time on the cafe. And, you know, the imagery you know, it hit me. I enjoyed it very much, you know, thinking of like a guy cutting rock, uh, drinking a grape soda. And I kind of want to know what the what the origin story is of that is. Is that something that sprung to mind or is that something you witnessed or perhaps you had a previous life as a stone cutter that we were unaware of? Well, every summer I um, spend a bunch of time in in uh, outside of Portland, Maine. And so I'm often driving into downtown Portland and the route that I take to get there, um, I pass a graveyard on my right and right across the street from it on my left, as I'm going towards Portland, there is a gravestone cutter. And for years and years, I would pass by and there would be who I assumed um, were gravestone cutters just kind of hanging. Maybe they'd be working. Maybe they'd be sitting out front smoking cigarettes. And I just started thinking, like, uh, it's pretty wild that these guys, the, the work that these guys do um, as sort of like their day-to-day -day job, right, is stuff that is going to outlast all of us. <laughs> it's going to outlast us. It's going to outlast our kids and our kids' kids. Yeah. Um, and it got me thinking about what it means to do work that has permanence and whether permanence is something to even strive for. And even if, if it's something that even truly exists. Um, and I, you know, and part of me wonders like how, how do these people that are cutting gravestones every day, how, how do, what do they think about their work? Is it just a job? Is it, does it feel like the higher calling? Um, so that's kind of where that, that song started. Let's hear it. Let's listen to the song. Recorded live for World Cafe, it's His Golden Messenger with New Grape. Yeah. 
Recorded live in World Cafe Studios, it's His Golden Messenger with New Grape. It's on the new album from the group, Jump for Joy. MC Taylor of His Golden Messenger is here talking about it on the cafe. You talk about this uh, in the liner notes that, you know, this these songs lean more autobiographical. And th- this relationship with Michael Crow, an alias, which I, if I'm not mistaken, is a younger version of you. Is that fair to say? Mm. Yeah, I think so. He's kind of he's kind of mostly me. He's mostly a child, a child, a teenage version of me, we'll say. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, songs is postcards in correspondence between the two of you. And I, I sort of love that because it presents a different it's not a constraint constraint, but it's a different avenue of looking at the the process of songwriting. Can you talk a little bit about how that relationship plays out and how it helped on Jump for Joy? Maybe it's just because I have this Virgo brain that needs to deal with unresolved things. Um, <laughs> the thing, the thing that I was thinking about is like, well, if I'm if I'm going into places that feel feel autobiographical, what do I do in the scenarios in which I need to say something? I need to paint a specific image that is not mine. 
that is either it either belongs to someone else or it's just made up entirely because that's how I want that's how I want the song to go. Yeah. And um so I guess my like workaround was that is was that uh was to create this character that's kind of me but kind of not me. Um and yeah, that allowed me to sort of inhabit this character in lots of lots of ways that were very familiar, but at the same time, um, to have this character that is a miss something of a mystery to me uh, that I could put into scenarios when I needed to that were not necessarily mine, but I was familiar with the with the tone of them. Yeah, that makes sense. It almost feels like you're being an actor inhabiting a different kind of role where you where you don't have the whole story. That's right. So, um, you know, on the next live performance, we're going to hear The Wondering. You know, Michael Crow gets referenced. Um, right. Can you, can you talk a little bit about what this postcard might be about? <laughs> a couple of years ago, my buddy Anais Mitchell, another great songwriter and playwright, was asking friends... Um, what do you miss most about your childhood? And um, I grew up in the 80s and 90s. And um, so this was pre-internet when, um, you know, if we wanted to know something very specific, <laughs> oftentimes the um, that information was not readily available. We just had to sit and wonder. <laughs> yes. And um, as frustrating as that feeling could be there was also some sort of sweetness in not knowing um i've really been craving mystery lately it's something that i've talked about with all of my friends um as we live through this moment of total you know total access yeah everybody being on social media at all times giving away everything. Right. No, nothing is allowed to be unresolved. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about that at, the, at this moment in time. I, I, um, I've just been thinking about, I've just been thinking about, uh, yeah, it's just the enigma of, of life is very beautiful. The not knowing things is gorgeous. The like, allowing things to be discovered in these little moments off of screens. Right. Yeah. And, um, I must've been thinking about it. I must have been thinking about this for a while because I feel like the wondering is sort of touching, uh, among other things on, on that. Um, you know, I'm still here. Just can't quit wondering. I'm still here too deep in the wondering. That's how I felt when I was a kid and a teenager and, and I'm, I'm trying to feel now. Let's listen to the wondering recorded live on World Cafe.
Recorded live on World Cafe, 
It's His Golden Messenger with The Wondering. It's from the new album, Jump for Joy. I'm hanging out with MC Taylor. My name is Kaleo. This is World Cafe. You recorded the record at Sonic Ranch, which is a legendary studio in West Texas. Does environment make a big impact for you when you're recording an album? Environment has a huge uh, effect on, I think, what the what the vibe and ambience of the record is, although it's hard to predict how the environment will manifest in, in the in the music. Um, when I hear that record, I hear there's sort of a, a, a haunted atmosphere, not a malevolent one, but a sort of haunted uh, haunted atmosphere to to what's happening on that record. Um, all I knew is that I wanted to take the band out of our home, scenario we often record in or around durham north carolina which is where i live and most of the band lives near there i knew that i wanted to take everybody into a place that none of us had been before because i knew that it would conjure something new i had been hearing about sonic ranch forever i have so many friends that have worked there and um i was talking to <laughs> like to do a tiny name drop. I was talking to my buddy Don was a record producer who is a as a Hiss fan. And I said, Don, if you could make a Hiss record anywhere, I hadn't even talked to him about studio names at all. It was just kind of like a cold call. If you could make a Hiss record anywhere, where would you do it? And without hesitation at all, he's like Sonic Ranch. And that that felt like kind of I'm going to take his, <laughs> I'm going to take this seriously. Yeah. It kind of like all felt like it was meant to be. The record sounds tremendous. I want to, I want to highlight one song from the record that I think just has all of these great sonic elements called I Saw the New Day in the World. Take a listen to a little bit of it from His Golden Messenger. sounds so so like lush and good and the synths are, like is just kind of gets wrapped in your head can you tell me a little bit about how you made that song yeah i mean from the very beginning i wanted to have a song on this record that was almost like a almost like a chant like a mantra almost and so i started working on the song in my studio at home um and like what I ended up singing was I saw the new day in the world without totally understanding where that was coming from. But it felt like that's what it wanted to be sung over those over that set of chords. And yeah, we just we just stuck with that with that idea, like with me never really like going away from this notion that I wanted there to be like this sort of. Yes, this sort of like chant, um, almost like you would find in certain types of reggae music, maybe like um, or or certain like types of devotional music. I, I feel like I've always said 
um, sort of jokingly and sort of not that like his golden messenger is gospel music for non-believers. <laughs> and, and, um, yeah, I saw the new day in the world feels like it falls in is feels like it's sort of part of that realm. It's, it's like a gospel song, but not. We're here with MC Taylor of His Golden Messenger on World Cafe. The new album is available now. It is called Jump for Joy. Um, you've been on the show a bunch, and I'm surprised that this has not come up. Uh, you were a folklorist in North Carolina um, when you were back in college at UNC Chapel Hill. And I find that so incredibly fascinating. I, I talked to I talked to Natalie mm-hmm. Merchant, and she's doing something with the Smithsonian as a folklorist. And it just seems, you know, you talk about history and music that just, I, I think you could fall down a rabbit hole and get lost in that forever. What did, what did that entail for you? I, I, this, this feels like another lifetime ago, but I graduated with a master's degree in folklore, um, from the, the university of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. The way that I think about the work of a folklorist or, or how, how I did um, at that time was documenting vernacular culture, understanding the ways that communities elevate the everyday into, into a system of belief that has meaning for that community. For example, I did a lot of work with a lowrider car club um, in and around Durham, North Carolina. And the, the deeper you go into that world, the more you understand that there is a whole system of beliefs and meaning and aesthetics that relate to cars and how and how you coexist with them. Um, that is, in a lot of ways, no different from the ways that people um, deal with religion. You know, I ended up working for the state of North Carolina for several years as one of the few folklorists that would do contract work for various agencies that were um, at that time documenting vernacular culture in um, various counties uh, in the eastern part of the state. So I would go out um, for a couple days at a time. I would have one person's phone number I would call them up and say, I was given your phone number because I was told that you were a great musician in your town. Um, Can I come interview you? And could you give me some other phone numbers of people that you think are great musicians in your town? It was incredible. And it it had like really nothing to do with musical chops. You know what I mean? Like it was like more, way more complex than that. These people were often, but not always great musicians, but there was something else going on that if I just listened would kind of unfold. So there you go. Uh, some secrets of yeah. interviewing here with, uh, MC Taylor, uh, of his golden messenger. Um, we have one more song to get to, uh, <laughs> Shinbone, and thinking about the lyrics of this song, particularly the opening lines, and thinking about you as a songwriter and what Jump for Joy is about, this here's a, here's a question that might be is simple but also loaded. Are writing happy songs, or what you consider to be happy songs, more of a challenge than writing what one would consider a sad song? 
I mean, at this particular moment in time, yes, I find it more of a challenge because I haven't done mm-hmm. it as much. But um, I do think that that happiness, um, quote unquote, is is as complicated and nuanced a set of emotions as quote unquote sadness. Um, I don't totally feel like I have the language to articulate those emotions in song yet, but I am trying to learn. Yeah. Let's take a listen to Shinbone. Here is his golden messenger recorded live for World Cafe.
Recorded live here at World Cafe Studios, His Golden Messenger with Shinbone. The album, Jump for Joy, is available now. Uh, MC, thanks so much. Uh, it was a pleasure to meet, and uh, congratulations on the album. And, and I hope you have a great Christmas and holiday season. Happy New Year, all that good stuff. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Pleased to be here. Yeah. This is World Cafe. Big news stories don't always break on your schedule. But with the NPR app, news, culture, and podcasts are ready when you want them. In your pocket. Download the NPR app today. Support for NPR and the following message come from State Farm. As a State Farm agent and agency owner, Lakeisha Gaines understands the support small businesses need. Knowing that no business is the same, knowing that we're all impacted by things that are beyond our control, like catastrophes, and hearing and listening and understanding what's important to a business owner, understanding how much is truly affordable and what makes sense at that moment. Because a three-year psychiatrist is going to be very different than a 20-year doctor. And a two-year sign owner is going to be very different than a one-month restaurant owner who's just trying to figure out what's going to be on the menu next month. Those are the things that I think are extremely important that come to my experience as a small business owner. It's me figuring out how to help the people that I live with, how to help the people that I work with, how to help the people that I volunteer with. Talk to your local agent about small business insurance from State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This message comes from NPR sponsor Arctic Wolf. Their researchers have released the Arctic Wolf Lab's 2024 threat report, Why will 2024 be a volatile year for cybersecurity? Learn more and get your copy now at arcticwolf.com slash NPR.